Welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Daniel Bauer. Better Leaders, Better Schools is a weekly show for ruckus makers. What is a ruckus maker? A leader who has found freedom from the status quo. A leader who makes change happen. A leader who never, ever gives up. Imagine working in the same school for 17 years, then becoming a leader in that same building. For 17 years, the school community has thought about you in one way. And now you have the title, a new title, assistant principal. Nothing has changed except your title, but things seem a little bit different. How would you transform yourself into a school leader when your community still thought of you as teaching sixth grade math. That is part of Aaron's story. And today you'll hear how he faced this challenge and how he has used the powerful habit of journaling to level up his leadership. So, Ruckus Maker, thanks for being here. And before we jump into the episode, I would like to take some time to thank our show sponsors. If you're waiting for your district to develop you, don't Hold your breath. What would you be able to accomplish if you poured jet fuel on your leadership development? Rob, a principal in North Carolina, had this to say about his mastermind experience. I have found myself trying more things because I know that I have the support from other amazing school leaders to help guide me through if I get stuck. Turn your dreams into reality and level up your leadership. Apply to the mastermind today at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash mastermind. The Better Leaders Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder, which increases student active engagement and participation and reduces classroom management issues. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. The Better Leaders Better Schools podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. Using artificial intelligence, the TeachFX app enables instructional leaders to coach more teachers more often and more effectively. Learn how and get a special offer by visiting teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Hello, everyone. This is Kelly Crane, expert coach for BLBS, and I am going to share with you the tip of the week. This week, we are going to talk about Prompt Smart. Prompt Smart is a teleprompter application that you can put on your iPhone, Android, or your tablets, and it is awesome. You simply go to the App Store, download the app. It is a free app, and you start working with it at this point by just uploading documents. As you upload the documents, you are going to see that there is a blue cursor-like frame that goes with you as you speak and stops when you're done speaking so you do not lose your place. There are different levels of the Prompt Smart uh, teleprompter. It is absolutely amazing for graduation speeches. Your students could even use it. You could use it in your speech and debate classes. You could also use it for building meetings, any faculty meetings, any community meetings, and so on. The ideal thing about this particular app is you have no paper flying around or losing your place. You also are modeling technology, and that is probably one of 
most of all of our goals is to integrate technology into education. So therefore, you are modeling not only for your teachers, but for your students as well. And I would encourage you to have that even go further into the classroom. So again, the tip is Prompt Smart, a teleprompter for those of you who do a lot of public speaking. Well, hey there, Ruckus Maker. I am joined with Aaron Morris, who's been a longtime listener and friend and a great leader. And I'm so excited that he said yes to join us on the podcast. Aaron has worked in education in Massachusetts for the last 18 years. He spent the last five years as an assistant principal, currently at the Peck School. Previously, he taught and was an assistant principal at the Kelly School for 17 years. Before becoming an AP, Aaron taught middle school math, despite having a degree in English. In his spare time, Aaron enjoys spending time with family and friends in all things Disney, which I do know about you. <laughs> yeah. Welcome yeah, to yeah. the show, Aaron. <laughs> Hi, Danny. Thanks for having me. You bet. You know, that's something that you uh, share with my sister. And so I always ask, hey, when's the next Disney trip? And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we definitely all share that at my house. So it's exciting. That's pretty cool. We're recording and uh, I'm in Orlando, so there's a lot of connections here. But yeah. I want to start off the podcast with a bang. And you know that this show is for ruckus makers, leaders who found freedom from the status quo, a leader looking to escape the old routine, a leader who never, ever gives up. And you talked about how you had to break out of the mold. You were an AP at your school for 17 years, the same school. Yeah, it was really interesting. So I started teaching uh, right out of college at Kelly School, and I, I taught a lot of things, but I ended in middle school math. And then I was hired as the assistant principal there, which was great, except that I knew everybody who worked there. And so right. that was really, really difficult, you know, trying to lead people who you are friends with or you've worked on a team with uh, tends to be difficult. Uh, you know, so I had to kind of start to grow out of that. And then this year I had the opportunity to leave that school and started a new school. And while that was uh, scary and you know somewhat sad, I mean, I left people I'd worked with for a long time. Mm. It was exciting because I've really been able to break out of what I had fallen into as a leader at my old school and really been able to redefine and, uh, really reshape who I am as a leader this year. What an opportunity, you know, to be able to sort of reinvent yourself in some respects. I definitely felt that as I moved into a EP position. And then when I moved from Chicago to Houston and then doing this full time at better leaders, better schools, those were all great opportunities. I'm curious, Aaron, you know, did you have any type of, I don't know if it was a framework or an activity or, uh, did you sit with a coach, a friend, a colleague? I'm not sure. How did you approach reinventing yourself with this new opportunity? Um, well, it's taken a lot of different things, but I think that the one thing that has really uh, been an aha for me is really continuously reflecting on my work and who I am as a leader and what I believe in. And so I've been pretty consistent about employing uh, reflection questions that I I look at each morning and they kind of help me to shape where I am and uh, think about what I need to do and 
what I need to make better. And so looking at that reflection and reflecting like that every day has helped me to start to redefine who I am and really address the areas that I felt I really needed to work on. Okay. And, and do you mind sharing maybe some of those uh, questions that you reflect on? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So every morning I sit down, uh, I get to work really early. I'm one of the first administrators here. So after I do, you know, the attendance or whatever, I sit down and I start my uh, reflection journal and I, I keep it around six questions. Some of them have changed, some of them haven't. But what I'm working with right now is I ask myself, what is one big win from yesterday? So reflecting on the previous day, what's one thing that I'm really happy about, proud of, one thing that went well? Then I ask myself, what's one thing I could change from yesterday? So what maybe didn't go so well or what could I have done differently? And that's where I really started to reflect on who I am as a leader because you start to think about, well, I approach that situation this way, but maybe I should have done it differently. You know, maybe I should have approached it in a, with a different mindset or maybe I need to go back and do a little cleanup because maybe I didn't you know, address that in the right way. So that has been great. I tend to ask what I'm excited about for the day. So really, what am I looking forward to? What things are, are really I'm excited about to take part in for the day? And another one that really helps me out is what will be a challenge for the day? So what, looking at my schedule, what am I thinking is going to really trip me up? And so how can I be proactive and plan for that so that I don't get tripped up? That one, along with the what could I change, have been the most transformative for me because it's helping me think about what I did yesterday and how I could make it better and what might be an issue today and how can I plan for that now. Right. Um, along with that, I've started recently, I'm uh, reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, and she talks about something called a permission slip. And it's a statement that you write yourself to give yourself permission to do something. So in connection with that, what will be a challenge? I tend to write myself a permission slip. What's one thing that I give my per- myself permission to do today? What's one thing I intend to do? So if I'm going to say, you know, a challenge that I have coming up today is that I have a, a difficult teacher conversation coming up. You know, so I might say that my permission slip is that I give myself permission to think that that's difficult and have empathy but be strong and firm in the conversation. So kind of what am I giving myself permission to do? And then I always end it with uh, my reflection with what are some three things that I'm grateful for? Because I think that without really thinking about what we're grateful for, it's easy to get caught up in the minutia of the day. Right. Yeah, I love it. And I appreciate how you, you know, you say it's ever evolving. Uh, I ask myself a lot of those questions. And, and I appreciate that you're taking action on them. Uh, the one big win, what can I change about yesterday or today to make it better? What am I excited about today? What could be a challenge, which you said was transformative to reflect on? Dare to lead, yeah, the dare to lead permission slip. And what are you grateful for? I really appreciate, Aaron, that you talked about the permission slip and that it could be something you know, I don't want to call it mundane, but we have hard conversations as school leaders pretty much daily, right? Mm-hmm. But 
what you just did that is, is really magical. And I hope the ruckus maker listening is taking notes. You don't overlook it. You know in your right. gut that you have to have it. Uh, maybe you're intentional and you've got it on your calendar. So I need to talk to Aaron at this time about this topic. But you even set aside, it doesn't, I don't think it has to be that long. You, you can feel free to answer, but even just a few minutes, five minutes, let's say, to think about why this conversation might be challenging. And you mm-hmm. give yourself permission to feel like, hey, this isn't necessarily going to feel good to have the conversation, but I'm a leader. So I know I need to do it. And I'm going to try to connect with empathy and deliver the hard conversation in a compassionate way. Did, did I miss anything there? Is there anything you want to add to that? No, but what you're talking about, about the permission, um, as a, a first year, second year, when I was started out as a leader, I would often, when I was in those situations, I would find myself kind of feeling shame in myself because I was nervous about them or I wasn't looking forward to them. And I would think, well, as a leader, I'm supposed to not be nervous. I'm supposed to be able to do this. (laughs) And so this idea of giving myself permission to maybe be a bit nervous has really helped me to understand who I am and what I need, you know, Mm -hmm. as a leader to make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I can take care of my staff and my students. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I want the ruckus maker listening. If you don't get nervous <laughs> when you're about to have a tough conversation, tweet me because I'm having a feeling that I just guess that nobody's going to say that they don't feel nervous, right? Right, uh, right. All the top leaders I know are still feeling some sense of fear, anxiety, and stress, uh, nervousness around approaching tough conversations. Nobody likes to do it. So for you, Aaron, for the ruckus maker listening, completely normal. It'd probably be abnormal if you were looking forward to it. Like, yes, I've got this awesome, tough conversation. That for sure would be weird. (laughs) Um, I think too, an unintended kind of outcome of this reflection is that it's helped me really think about how I can balance my life here at school and my life Mm. at home with my family. Uh, I have now two teenage daughters, which okay. anybody can tell you is is not really easy. Um, it's it's fun for sure, but I think that when I'm able to reflect here on my life in the school and my professional life and as a leader, it frees me up in my mind to then, when I'm home, reflect on who I am as a dad and as a husband and as part of my family. You know, so I'm able to. It keeps those thoughts from always bleeding together, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me try to reflect back and then correct me if I'm wrong. But essentially yeah. what I'm hearing you say is that, okay, I, I do this reflection journal. And that is almost like a brain dump, you know, to reflect on the day, gratitude, challenges, all this kind of stuff. What could I change? So that when I go back to my family, I can be husband. I can be dad to my two wonderful teenage girls who are yeah. super easy to raise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, it helps you be present because you've sort of right. not necessarily like completely unplugged or detached, but you've made that transition. Am, am I getting it right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the the statement about unplugging that makes you know that's really what it is. I'm able to be present and unplug in my life outside of school because I'm spending time reflecting on it and planning for my life in school every day. Yeah, that's great. And if I could add to the ruckus maker listening, you know, that do that journal. And that might be one way of sort of uh, transitioning 
Another good thing that I've employed is I end my day with a walk. And although I'm recording in Orlando, and I'll do this today, but in Glasgow, I'm only five minutes from the most beautiful botanical garden, right? And it's spring right now. The flowers are blooming. It is absolutely gorgeous. There's rolling hills. I'm sure you can visualize how incredibly beautiful it is. And so after just finishing email, then I take this walk and it's my way of detaching. And I'm not listening to podcasts. Believe it or not, at that time, I'm not. It's completely unplugged and it's just to let go of the day. So that's another tip that might work really well for you if you want to transition from work to home. Yeah, I have taken to, I drive home without the radio or anything on and just kind of silence. And it helps me. I mean, it's not a long drive. I think I live about five minutes from school. But Mm -hmm. just that five minutes of quiet as I'm transitioning from one thing to the next helps put me in a place where I'm ready to then be present for the next part of my activity. Got it. Aaron, let's unpack the the journal. I don't want to stay um, here too much longer, but I do have a couple of follow-up questions yeah. just for people that want to jump in and they've never done this before. So can you tell us what might make it onto the gratitude section of your journal? So I try to pull things, anything that I can think of at that moment that I'm grateful for. And I this is one place where I let home and school kind of bleed together because I I feel strongly that making sure that I know what I'm grateful for, even in any aspect of my life helps me to be a better leader here. So, you know, I might say that I'm grateful to spend time with our friends that we see all the time, or I might say that I'm grateful to have been able to watch my daughter in the musical at the high school. Or I might say that I'm grateful that I have time in my schedule today where I can really get caught up on a couple of teacher evaluations. So it really, I pulled those things from anywhere. It's what in that moment am I really thinking, this is, I'm lucky to have this today. Got it. Appreciate you uh, sharing that because I think I think that gives uh, just a little more clarity for the ruckus yeah. maker listening. And can you give us a little more clarity around what is something that you might change? What, what's been put in your journal for that before? Oh, that, that area is always uh, <laughs> the most full area. I think that as I develop myself as a leader, I think that any leader, any ruckus maker, when something doesn't go the way that you think it's going to go, you automatically start thinking about what could I have done differently? And so I think that those type of situations are the ones that show up the most in what could I change? That or um, stuff about productivity, you know? Maybe I had, you know, three really big tasks I wanted to get to, but I didn't because I had to respond to some last-minute things that I hadn't done, you know? So sometimes it's things like that, like, well, next time I could change to make sure that I plan my time better and I pay closer attention to deadlines. And sometimes it's stuff like, you know, that conversation between myself and the other assistant principal didn't feel right. And why didn't it feel right? And what could I have done differently? And how can I make the, re- the repairs so that we can continue working in the relationship that we have and being productive? So it's kind of, it varies between things that are like simple, not simple, mm-hmm. but kind of 
these basic things like, well, I need to make sure that I turn off my email when I go into classrooms so that I'm not distracted. Or mm. sometimes it's more deep things about what who I am as a leader and what I what I believe in and stuff like that. Like, how did I approach this conversation? How did I, you know, present this professional development? What things can I do to make sure that I'm being the best leader that I can be? So it kind of varies between those two kind of categories, if you will. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. In the last journal question, I know you used to think, or, or when you first started off, that you, I don't know, you, you had this idea that maybe that you had to have this big reflective moment, and that wasn't necessarily happening in the beginning. But then you mm-hmm. made this transition. You realized that it was really the mundane things that helped you stay sane and that the small incremental changes day to day really led up to the big transformative change. Can you add yeah. to that? Yeah, for sure. That goes along with the idea of, you know, what do you expect is going to happen? And when it doesn't, you know, is something wrong? You know? So when I started really doing this journal, the things would be pretty mundane and pretty, you know, oh, I need to better manage my time. You know, I need to make sure that I'm watching out for deadlines. But as time went on and I started to really be vulnerable with myself about who I was and those mundane things added up, I started to see patterns that were deeper things that I could address, if that makes sense. So those mundane things started to show patterns and how I'm approaching work and what I need to do to be productive myself or what I need to do to be successful in talking with teachers. And so while it seemed in the beginning like those mundane kind of everyday answers were not really helping me, as I started to see them come up more and more, they pushed me to really think about what's the underlying cause here. And what's the what's the piece that I'm really struggling with that I need to get over so that this doesn't keep coming up? It's incredible. Like what's going on under the surface, right? Right. You know, if you if I write, you know, I need to work on my productivity six times in a row and the reflection journal, then I need know that I need to start really rumbling with myself about what's going on with that. Like, why am I not productive? What's not happening? What is happening? And how can I change it? That's really great. Or sometimes even like, especially during high stress times, like uh, Mm -hmm. we're currently in the middle of state testing. So if I start to notice that all of my, what could I changes are about interactions with people. I start to think about, well, okay, well, wait a minute. What, why does this keep coming up? What am I doing differently that's creating a different interaction with people than I'm used to? You know, so in high stress times, stuff like that, if it comes up, I often start to think about how can I prevent myself from having those interactions or how can I make them better? You know, so those things start to come up and the more they come up, the more you start to think about them. Aaron, I want to say thank you because thank you for being intentional with your leadership development. Thank you for paying attention because the ruckus maker that's listening, if they uh, absorb and start to execute and implement this reflection and journaling habit, and then they have the same bravery and courage that you have to look just a few levels deeper. Why do I see this happening consistently? Then you can make a change. It isn't necessarily a, a 
a big shift that needs to happen, but it leads to massive results when you're willing to ask yourself the question and look below the surface. Well, Aaron, let's pause here just for a second for a message from our sponsors. Better Leaders, Better Schools is proudly sponsored by Organized Binder, a program which gives students daily exposure to goal-setting, reflective learning, time and task management, study strategies, organizational skills, and more. Organized Binder's color-coded system is implemented by the teacher with the students, helping them create a predictable and dependable classroom routine. Learn more and improve your students' executive functioning and non-cognitive skills at OrganizedBinder.com. Hey, Ruckus Maker. Imagine if every teacher in your school had a personal instructional coach. Well, today's show is sponsored by TeachFX, and that's exactly what they do. But don't take it from me. Listen to what some of the teachers who use TeachFX say. Really, for me, it's just that number crunching of trying to give my kids opportunity to talk. I like your, your little bar there with the red, white, and blue spaces because mm-hmm. I was looking at a classroom yesterday and, and going, oh, there's a, a big chunk of time that I spoke. That when I see right. red, blue, red, blue, I know that I'm, I'm dialoguing with students. I'm answering questions. And all of a sudden, I see this big chunk of teacher talk and I go, oh, okay. Learn all about TeachFX and get a special offer by visiting teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. And we're back, Ruckus Maker, with Aaron Morris, who's just absolutely crushing it, talking about his journaling and reflection technique. We started off the podcast interview unpacking how do you make the shift after being in a school for 17 years? And a big part of that process is his journaling and reflection strategy. Aaron, let's, in finishing up this conversation, what would you consider one resource that's really helped you level up in the last three months and how did it impact you? I think for sure the book Dare to Lead by Brene Brown has really spoken to me in the last couple of months. It came out, you know, since it came out, I'm really pretty deep into reading it right now. And it really has spoken to me about the idea of being vulnerable and how that is courage, how courage is vulnerability. They're not two different things, they're the same. Mm. And it's really helped me to really push myself and think about how am I being vulnerable and what am I doing that can show that to people and that can help me in developing myself as a leader. So that's been pretty huge for me right now. Um, I think I'm in my like second read through and you, my book is completely <laughs> nice. covered with post-its and, you know, I just keep going back to it. You know, I'm sharing, I'm sharing Brene Brown with the family now and we're all talking about being in the arena and making oh, sure boy. we live in the arena. And so yeah. I think that her work has really spoke to me about who I am as a person and the things that I believed growing up and how to address them now that I'm an adult and a leader and how to really put myself out there and how to make sure that I'm putting myself out there because at the end, I don't want to ask myself, what if I hadn't? That's a powerful question there, you know, because there's cost. There's cost to not taking action. So, 100%. Um, Brene often talks about, you know, in the arena, you're going to fail, Mm -hmm. but, and that's, that's, you know, a given, but what is the other option? What is the other option of 
getting to the end of your life and wondering, what if I had done something different? You know, what if I had taken that chance? What if I had, you know, gone for that job or recorded that podcast? What if, you know? And I don't want to be that person. I want to be courageous and brave and vulnerable and really reflect on who I am. Absolutely. You know, we call that in the mastermind, take the leap. Recently, we developed our core values and we have five. One of those is taking the leap. But part of that is, you know, you have to jump. You have to leap despite the nervousness, you know, the fear or whatever, uh, the vulnerability that, you know, you have to do to connect with others and and Mm -hmm. be that kind of leader you want to be, take the leap. And that's also because there is a huge cost. If you don't jump, you will wonder what if, what if, what if. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're the type of leader who wants to get better, yet you're not willing to jump, you're not willing to try something new, How do you expect anything to change? It's just not going to happen. And for Mm -hmm. me, I think the easiest leap to to describe to the ruckus maker listening is doing this, right? Like I had a great job leading an incredible school. And what happened was the podcast continued to grow. People were asking for more and more help. And so I just said, you know what? I think I could serve school leaders full time. I know I can and create massive value help people level up. So that was my lead here. And, and uh, I appreciate you just bringing me back to that moment because I, I have goosebumps right now. I'm just feeling so happy to have this conversation with you and reflect on, you know, what we're building here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just, you know, I have to keep asking myself, like, do I really want to be that person that didn't leap? And the reality is that nobody does, but it's easy to not leap. It's easy to stay safe and stay in the stands and not watch what, and, you know, just watch what happens. But the mm-hmm. reality is that that easy life isn't going to be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, it just isn't going to be, you know, what I want in the end. And living this way has made me, I believe, a more authentic leader and yes. a more uh, connected leader, as opposed to what I had tried to be prior and trying to, you know, really present myself to colleagues I'd worked with for so long, you right. kind of put up that front. But in this transition and the reflection and the being vulnerable has really helped to make me a more connected, a more uh, empathetic leader, I think. And who doesn't want that? So li- ruckus maker, listening, do what Aaron's doing. Start this reflection, you know, maybe you even want to join like our leadership community, uh, the mastermind, but these type of things will help you take the leap. Who doesn't want to be more authentic, more empathetic, and more connected to the communities they serve? Well, two last uh, questions, Aaron. One would be, what message would you put on all school marquees across the globe if you could do so for just a day? I definitely think I'm going to go back to... uh you know, we've talked a lot about Brene Brown, but she has a quote in the Dare to Lead book that's courage is contagious. And I think that that's something that I really would want to get across to everybody everywhere, that being courageous is contagious. And if one of us can do it, we can all start to uh, help people catch on. Yes. Courage is contagious. You heard it here. And I think people crave authenticity. Thank you, Aaron, for sharing that. And now you know this question was coming. You're building a school from the ground up. You're not limited by any resources. Your only limitation is your imagination. 
how would you build your dream school and what would be your top three priorities? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, I think that my, well, how I would build it is I would want to have input from all the stakeholders, not just me. Um, you know, I want to have kids, I want to have teachers, I want to have the community. Let's all get involved and build it. The top things for me, I think, though, are would definitely be state-of-the-art technology. I think that technology is, is key. I think that flexible learning spaces are huge, um, maker spaces, and just really spaces where kids feel comfortable learning. I think that an upbeat and positive kind of look to the building really helps. I know that sounds silly, but I've worked in some places where it's not, you know, the most welcoming looking or, you know, friendly looking. And I think that that makes a huge difference in what it says when students and teachers and families walk into the building. Yeah, that's not, that's not silly at all. I'm going to challenge you on that because, I mean, the thing is, if you imagine showing up at Disney and it was in disrepair and the people weren't cheerful, had that high level of customer service and create that magical moment, you wouldn't continue to go back. So that's right. a really important point. Right. Exactly. That's kind of, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think about that a lot. Like I want that experience to be similar. Like that experience needs to be the same as to what I would feel when I went into Disney world. I want, that experience to be similar, that customer service to be similar, that feeling to be there so that students and families want to be part of the school. Exactly. Aaron, thank you so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Of all the things we've talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? I think it's that that reflection is key and reflecting on what you are doing every day and what you could do better is, is going to make you a better leader. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.